0: This episode, we are calling on you to support the NAACP. The NAACP is the nation's foremost, largest, and most widely recognized civil rights organization. Right now, they're focused on highlighting the disproportionate impact of COVID 19 on the Black community and amplifying the consistent mistreatment of our communities. They've been doing so since long before there was a pandemic. In addition, the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund takes a front lines role in facing down over-policing, police brutality, racial bias, and the systemic inequalities that disproportionately affect African Americans. Donate toward the NAACP to support efforts to advocate for smarter, results-based criminal justice policies to keep our communities safe, including treatment for addiction and mental health problems, judicial discretion in sentencing, and an end to racial disparities at all levels of the system. Go visit NAACP.org to donate and visit NAACPLDF.org to support the Legal Defense Fund.
1: All right, and we are starting. Hello, everybody. Hey, y'all. It is. Triple T, Town T, with your girls, <laughs> mm-hmm. Judith and Corey, of course. I'd love to invite all of y'all. First of all, thank you to the new followers and new listeners. Um, Yay. Samantha Corey, who's doing an amazing job on our social media feed. I, y'all, I'm I blessed to have Corey cared. in my life, because if it were me, yeah, it would just be nothing all the time, and that's not... <laughs> a good strategy so <laughs> shout out to Corey, who's hitting you up with all the resources um so follow us on uh tensile t on instagram we
2: have all also- we got facebook come on and we got i mean i don't do much on the twitter but i'm working on it but facebook is popping off now so get nice. on there for my peeps who don't do the gram which i get it
1: Yeah. And it's perfectly okay. It's perfectly okay. And uh, yeah, if you don't know, we talk about all things um, screenwriters, because we are screenwriters in the game here in LA. We are working to get our way into a writer's room, just like a lot of us out here. We are Black and Brown, proud Black and Brown creatives trying to Mm -hmm. get in the game. And we like to highlight, you know, Black and Brown creative work, whether it's reviewing a movie which we're going to do today, exciting. Um, Whether we are interviewing someone in the industry, whether we are trying to share resources, we want to make sure that our community, those who are writers, screenwriters in particular, have the resources so that we can get ahead and we all can be in the writer's room. It doesn't have to be one or two of us. Why can't we all be in the writer's room together as one? Huh? Why not?
2: Or make our own writer's rooms. Come on. Come on. Oh, we're at that
1: point, right. we're doing it, so yeah, that's what our podcast is about. And this week, we are reviewing a movie, and we are reviewing the movie The Five Bloods. That's right, The Five Bloods. That's DA that's number five, Bloods. Now mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't know. It is the 2020 American war film, and I want to just full disclosure. I'm reading this right straight from Wikipedia. Thank you all for contributing; those who have to the wiki page, and if it's just <laughs> you know Spike Lee himself. So yeah, The Five Bloods is a 2020 American war drama film directed by Spike Lee, and is also produced alongside John Kill- Killick, uh, Beatrice Levin, and Lloyd Levin. Now, it was originally written, um, the screenplay, we should say, was, uh, the, the script, was, I'll say the script, was originally written by Danny Bilson and Paul D'Amiro in 2013, but Spike Lee and uh, Kevin Wilmot, Wilmot and, um, rewrote the script, and you're now aware of uh, Kevin, he also worked with Spike Lee on Black Klansmen, which Woo. won um, an Oscar 2018. So, um, hey i mean come on if for all of y'all who don't know uh the flat the five bloods uh was released worldwide june 12 2020 on netflix one thing i didn't know that corey put me on to was that it was actually supposed to be released in cons um but because of covid they had to do a, a rework and actually i'm seeing that a lot i remember the movie Lovebirds with uh, Issa Rae and Kum- Kumail Nanjiani. That was originally supposed mm-hmm. to be released in theaters, but they went straight to Netflix. So I actually think that's a really good strategy. Um, at least I'm watching it since I have my subscription. So I'm like, hallelujah.
2: Yeah, that I would do anything to watch it.
1: Okay, much cheaper uh, than a the theater uh, tickets, and much safer now because of Corona. But again, hopefully when everything is truly safe, we can all go. And um, enjoy the theaters, the experience of the theater again. Mm-hmm. Um, until then, Netflix, keep nabbing them up, because so that way we can watch them at home um with our seven ninety nine, um
2: subscription. See, my shit is expensive. Oh, my you must pretty. got that. Which one you got? I don't even fucking know. I'm like, <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> my shit is like thirteen dollars. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's okay. too much. But I'm. Fucking, <laughs> I'm not that bad. <laughs> $13 a month. <laughs> that's for a lot. That's, oh, my lot. God. Because I remember when it used to be like $8. Maybe that's Okay, big is. facts. It big facts. be $8. Yeah. Damn, so I gotta double check. check. They might have <laughs>
1: renewed it on me. They taking out them $13, $14. But I use it, and it is still I cheaper think. than the theater. So. It is. We still have access to it. Amen. um Bless them. Okay. Oh, also, I'm um, going, sorry guys, uh, I diverged because I did not know I was that much for Netflix, but hallelujah, still gonna watch it anyway. Um, the, uh, oh, this movie stars uh, Delroy Lindo as Paul. And if, and if you don't know Delroy, he's an amazing actor. We're gonna get back into it because We both have all sorts of feelings and opinions about his performance in this movie. Um, But if you don't know him, he was the father in Crooklyn. He has a whole, I mean, the resume is long. That was my favorite role of him. That's my favorite Spike Lee joint. So go back and check that out. We have Jonathan Majors as David. Jonathan Majors is an upcoming actor. He was in um, the last black man in San Francisco that came in 2019. Another good movie. I think you guys should check out. He is very cute. And he's on the rise, <laughs> so, so watch out for him. Um, <laughs> Clark Peters <You're> so as <laughs> Clark Peters as Eddie. I just you know I just want to fax no printer. Um, and then Isaiah Whitlock Jr. as Melvin. He was in The Wire, um, and there was actually a reference in the movie to that. And of course Chaz. Would Chadwick, excuse me, Bozeman, um, as Norman Earl Storman, Norman Holloway. That's who he played. Mm, um, that name. Yes, uh, I don't know if you know this, but Chadwick uh, Bozeman was in this little movie uh, we know as Black Panther. He played this small little indie role as the Black Panther. <laughs> um, so, just for those of you who don't know who he is. And yeah, and so. Yeah, so that's the rundown of the five bloods uh just i don't know if you hoes know this but it's gonna be some spoiler alerts so please don't hit us up in any of the social media sites i'm like hey it's fun it's that's what movie reviews are we spoil exactly lots. get into it so we're gonna have watches then you
2: read a review or exactly. listen to
1: exactly also I love spoilers. So if you are people, if you're someone like me, this episode is for you. (laughs) We're going to, we're going to (laughs) talk about it and then you can decide, okay, I want to go and see that since I know what happens. I want to see how it happens. Or if you're one of those people who are like, you know what? I want to experience it firsthand. Nobody's spoiling it for me. This is your warning.
2: Get out now.
1: Get out now, but continue to allow the podcast to download so we can count the downloads. thank (laughs) you yes so all right we're getting into it right now so i'm gonna start with let's just start with overall let's just start with overall and then we'll go break it down to little sections and if i miss something Corey, just let me know be like oh this that you know um so overall corey what did you think of the five bloods
2: it was a freaking masterpiece. Woo! I absolutely loved it. I mean, I'm a fan of Spike Lee's. Um, I thought it was, oh, magn. I just did a kiss. Let's <laughs> <laughs> kiss Magnus baby. Feet. Wow. Um gave me all the feels. I don't like war movies. Don't watch them because I hate yeah. war. I think war is stupid and dumb. So I don't partake in movies about them. Mm-hmm. But I was like, tune the fuck in. I thought it was, yeah absolutely amazing. One of the best movies I've seen in a long time, y'all, and I watched a lot mm. of movies. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Give give everyone all the things for this movie, because mm-hmm. it was so... It's one of those movies where you watch, and you're like, damn, I'm happy that shit was made. So yeah. that's how I felt after I watched it. I was like, you know what? I'm happy this shit was made. Nice. So, yeah. Loved it! Nice!
1: Nice. Loved okay. Nice. So I'm with you. I thought it was a really good movie. I thought overall well done well put together there were moments where the only qualm i have about it ain't gonna lie it was a bit long but after (laughs) i yeah but after i watched everything and thought about it i couldn't think of anything that did not need to be in it you know what i mean like
2: Damn, that's what somebody else said. That's exactly somebody said they said it's not a second too long. They were like, yeah. everything in here need to be in there. It this.
1: needed to be in there. But there were moments I was like, all right now, this is uh okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he did um Spike Lee directed Malcolm X movie with Denzel Washington. That shit was mm-hmm. like three and a half hours. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. Okay, understood. Enough said. So um, yeah, that was my only qualm with it. Um, I really I think they did a great job in casting. I think they did oh my god, I mean
2: whoever did that, all the awards. I mean
1: really, really good. Um, I think they did a great job of having distinct characters. I think they did a great job with the theme. I wasn't expecting it, and also I felt because I've been I've been because of everything that's going on with the recent um uprising against police brutality and what's going around in the nation, I haven't had a strong appetite for any sort of film that depicts harm on the black body. It's just too much. It just felt too much for me right now. But with this film, even though it did, it did, you know, don't get me wrong, I still was queasy. I was like, oh, I still was clutching I, my pearls, still- holding my heart. Um I think they he incorporated all of the elements of blackness and the the experience in terms of them being war veterans and also the sort of dual dichotomy of fighting for a country that oppresses you man that part I was like oh, okay, I see what we're doing. And sort of the tying in even to like, you know, the modern reference of the Black Lives Matter movement now as we know it today. I thought they did that very well. Loved
2: that, wow. Very well,
1: so, and I didn't feel like it was like too preachy or overdone or like, I didn't feel like it was like, of course you're gonna make mention of this because now, like it was like, no, that, that's right. That makes sense. Like that should. Yep. Be there. Actually, if it wasn't there, then I would be like, "Why you ain't referenced? Like we, what are we do? Spike, what is exactly. happening?" Exactly, Mr.
2: Lee. You know better. <laughs> I would have been mad.
1: So I was like, "You know what, Judith? That was that was he did he did a good job with that." So yeah, overall, I thought it was well done. Woo! Yeah. Now, let's get into the characters. Whoop whoop. So, Corey what did you think oh well first okay this might be better who do you who was your favorite if you had a favorite um and if you didn't that's okay but like what did you think of the characters and who was your favorite uh out of the main characters i won't go through the whole
2: Uh, um so i i freaking loved everyone like you said the casting was beautiful spot Mm -hmm. on could not i mean i could have done without the white girl to be honest (laughs) Sure. but um i yeah just beautifully casted obviously delroy stole the show mm-hmm. chadwick i thought chadwick was gonna steal the show but delroy oh. snatched that show right, right. from under the legend yeah. delroy's a legend um those monologues though come on yeah. now you bet you better yes you better you just yes. better delroy's yeah. a fucking star he's mm-hmm. my fave really? um yeah, I think it was beautifully casted. I can't yeah. imagine having anybody else playing the roles like the four, those four men.
1: Yeah,
2: whew, they did the damn thing. So I mean, yeah, characters Absolutely. were great. Um, I feel like no, I was gonna say maybe we could have like dived into their lives a little bit more, but I think it was it was fine. Like I yeah. think yeah, he, he said like they gave us what we needed to know. Mm-hmm. um for us to fall in love with these characters and really feel for them and want to go on this journey with them so right. shoot I was all in from the gym I said yes yeah. sir to everything so yeah <laughs> great great, great like, characterization I yeah. loved just loved everything great dynamics yeah great chemistry um, You're right, great, yeah chemistry You're right on point mm -hmm. yeah everyone was just everyone did the damn thing and i loved i love that there are so many like asian actors as well yes come on yes loved it
1: good no i agree with you and just i'm sorry uh the to the audience so let me try and set up the story so that way you kind of can follow along with us so basically we follow four veterans um and they're veterans of the vietnam war um the main character so their main characters are paul david um no no excuse me paul is one of the veterans otis eddie and melvin four veterans decide they're going to go back to vietnam uh a friend of theirs who passed away in the vietnam his name was norman and they called him stormin norman and he Mm -hmm. was kind of the glue that held that group together yeah i think he was like the Ender or something. Yes, the commander. And so they were going back because one, they wanted to get his body. They couldn't find Norm's body to bring back mm-hmm. and give him a proper burial. But the gag is they found gold, gold bars, and they were supposed to bring those back to the United States, but mm-hmm. they decided to bury the gold and come back for it later and the cat the catalyst to that was while they were serving in the vietnam war they got news that martin luther king jr was assassinated so it kind Mm. of threw their motivations off like wow like we're fighting for a country that truly doesn't give a fuck about us Um. we come home and we're, we're gonna be treated like shit just because we're black and we gave are, we're literally fighting for this country in this war, which many at the time felt like the Vietnam War was not justified for the United States to be um, a part of and the atrocities that they made a lot of the the soldiers do and the the pain that was endured, the longstanding pain that was endured on the Vietnamese people because yeah. So fast forward these four men who are now in the, I would say they're in their 60s, in their 60s and 70s. Yeah, they got to be in the 60s. They're going back and they're going back to the place where they feel like they left the gold for what they want and they have a deal. It gets a little murky because you need people to um basically turn gold into cash. <laughs> you can't just walk around with my fucking big ass yeah. bars. So um one of the main characters um, I believe it was Otis who was played by uh, Clark Peters um, connects with the old flame from him, uh, old flame from his past <laughs> um, you know a, a nice Vietnamese lady you know they hooked up in the past and she's connecting him with a, uh, a dealer I want to say. Um And uh, I forget the character's name, so forgive me, but basically a white man who can help him, this French white man. So they try and go get the gold and of course shenanigans ensue. Some of the shenanigans are the son of one of the main characters, Paul, played by uh, Delroy, who plays a character who is suffering from ptsd and they yeah. all in the group say they suffer but you can visibly see his pain and his irritation and, and some of the things that are affecting him he's the also a Trump supporter which i thought was like okay all right okay i mean but i did it was I like
2: believable that black conservatives yeah right people can be conservatives too
1: yes and it was believable i cringed but the great thing is because of the different dynamics in the characters their friend, like they were clowning him at many points <laughs> they were like they were like really that's that's who you voted for okay all right um so yeah so that's just a brief summary they are trying to look for the gold that they hid before on the way to find the gold shenanigans ensue, which you know, it, you know, it calls for the drug lords to show up and kill people. It calls for uh, there's a white woman that um, Corey mentioned um, in the movie. Her name is Hetty, And they're part and she's a part of a group called Lamb that um, is dedicated to blowing up those landmines safely so that people yeah, her
2: family put there.
1: Yeah, her family put there so that people won't die. And she had two other colleagues with her um, I believe um, Simon, who's played by Paul Wal- uh, Walter Hauser. Mm-hmm. And I believe uh, Simple Halvin, um, who's played by Jasper. I'm going to fuck this name up. It's very Scandinavian. Uh, uh, Pacone. Pacone? Oh. I don't know. My Haitian came out. I know Pacone and Creole, which means I don't know, but I don't think that's what his name is. So forgive me, <laughs> sir. I'm so sorry um so yeah so there are there are many different characters that kind of come in on the journey um it is tragic um but there is kind of a happy ending and we'll get into that when we get into the actual story of it but um just to add to what corey was saying the characters very well done um casting did amazing all of these actors really brought out the main characters delroy lynn lindo He did a fantastic job of really portraying a veteran who is suffering from PTSD and it's not just like what's been portrayed like with nightmares and all that stuff. He does suffer from that, but just the irritation, how he gets triggered, how things really set him off in a different way. You know what I mean? And feeling that isolation that nobody understands, even though his brothers are telling him, no, we've had this, we understand your story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We understand what you've been through because we've been through with it with you. So excellent job by Delroy. There was a scene that Corey um, uh, pointed to when he he separated from the group after they found the gold. And he was so paranoid. He just took a gun by himself and was walking through the jungles of Vietnam. And when I tell you Spike Lee used that moment for the monologue child, he used mm. it, This man portrayed it. It made sense because... They even pointed in the fact that he talked to himself a lot. And that has a lot to do with processing a lot of his emotions out loud. And I talk to myself a lot out loud all the time. So I'm like, oh, that's that don't crazy. I love talking to myself. Right. It was y'all. just like, you know, you just try and get stuff together. You just gotta <laughs> say it out loud. I ain't stop it. But in this case, you could really see him processing all of the things as he's in this heightened state because he has the gold bars. He knows the warlords are after his ass and he's by himself and he's on his own. You know what I mean? So... I think he did a great job. Uh, Jonathan uh, Majors played his son, who came out because he was worried about him. Excellent job playing his the dynamic of, you know, a child that was kind of a, a visible disappointment to his father, but still trying to reach out to him, making some mistakes, maybe trusting some of the wrong people at certain times, <laughs> and at the same time they came in handy, you know, so that sort of thing. Um, Otis um, played by uh, Clark Peters. He did a great job. I really love how he portrayed the dynamic, especially a uh, spoiler alert. He finds out that he has a daughter that is uh, he never met <laughs> and lived in Vietnam. Um, and the mother who he slept with as a GI, he went away but didn't know that she was pregnant and came back and found a whole, you know, daughter. So it was just like, yeah. I was like, in the beginning, I was like, hold up now, my God. Like, this is motherfucking life-changing like we're just gonna be like well i'll be back gotta get the gold i'm like wait a minute wait wait a minute <laughs> like stop right. stop that this child she's damn near in her 30s never <laughs> knew her father like can we acknowledge
2: like my Y'all god can talk bro, about this a little bit
1: please. they what were like no, gotta get the gold but um i'll be back i'm like will you My God,
2: (laughs) what? Barely made it back, child. Barely.
1: We talking barely, but I'm like, okay. And then um, Norm Lewis, who played Eddie, he did a great job. Um, He, his character, he kind of played a character that was like portrayed that he was well off and tried to like Mm -hmm. pay a lot of things when actually he revealed that he wasn't as well off as he thought he would be and that he was broke. And that was really, really important because- A lot of times wealth doesn't look like what we think it is especially in the black community when we have that big wad of money and we can pay for things or whatever that card or whatever but really when our income what the wealth ratio and how that money comes in and how it goes out and how we spend and how you know we don't have a lot of um what is it wealth literacy there's financial literacy you know what i mean and understanding that and really capitalizing on the wealth he did a really great job if you don't know norm lewis he is all he is a great actor i think he's like broadway um actor he was on um scandal mm. he played the senator who olivia dated the black senator um uh when on scandal that time i, I forget which season but he he's he he out here and and can his ass off by the way if you can if Oh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's super well-rounded.
2: Okay, I'm scared of him.
1: Yeah, I think Chadwick Boseman did a great job of playing Norman. He was mostly set in the 70s. So I was like, you know what, I believe this. And I didn't hear any sort of inflection of a, you know, Nelson Mandela slash, you know, Panther, you know, talk. I was like, okay, I believe you. You are not Black Panther. You are actually Norm as an actor. Well done. Look at you acting and shit. And then, (laughs) so yeah, so I think, again, what Corey was saying, actors were well done, casting was well done, um, and they were able to bring out each character. Um, One of the best scenes I just loved as characters was just in the beginning them in a club dancing like it was just like oh man yeah straight up soul train line in vietnam and these old old black dudes just going down the line looking so i was like i know i know y'all like (laughs) i loved it so much because it was just the epitome of old black men dancing like at a barbecue in the middle of Vietnam and they going down the line. And it was a long ass scene too. They was dancing for a while. So I just loved seeing them like in that element and joy and just, I don't know. I love that moment. Yeah, great. So yes, moving on from characters. um, What did you think of the story itself? The overall, you know, beginning, middle and end, how it came together, thoughts?
2: Um... I like the story. Mm-hmm. It's very Spike Lee-esque, so you're going to get a lot of, it's going to feel, if you've never watched Spike Lee, um, which some of you girls, I'm sure some of you white girls are going to be like, oh my God, um, this movie is really weird. But if you have never seen Spike Lee before, right. us let us know that that's kind of how he does his thing. Right. Um, it's never really like super linear all the time, chronological. Which I like. I mean, if you yeah. have a style, you stick to it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Everything don't got to be tick and tied all the time. So I, I like saying? that. It was very much Spike lee S. You're going to see. I like how he always throws in his Black history facts randomly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how he threw in that fact about that Morehouse. Um, I believe he was an Olympic hurdler or something. Mm. And he threw in. so it was when... Uh, Delroy's what was his character named Paul's son stepped from the landmine they were going to save him he's he like where'd you go to school Morehouse with yes. so he yeah. that little black history fact about I've yeah. never heard of that guy yeah. loved it though now I'm going to look him up and celebrate yeah. him Um, I love a black um excellence moment yeah. so it's just very spikily S. Yes, he loves to throw in his random black history facts he loves mm-hmm. to kind of I love how he always puts like images on the screen I don't know yes. why but I always think that's cute Mm-hmm. um yeah I love the monologues like it's a very Spike Lee joint mm-hmm. so I think I can't really talk too much about like how okay like how the structure is because it's very much a structure that Spike Lee would do
1: yes um
2: but I enjoyed it nonetheless. less I mm-hmm. thought everything worked well together and um yeah I think Sometimes I was like, what's going on? But then I was like, okay, that's what's going on. Yeah. Um, After a while, I kind of figured it out. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I just, I loved everything. And like you were saying, there's nothing that needed to be cut out. I mean, everything that was in there needed to be in there. I like how it was like, so like, it wasn't too preachy there were so many messages being thrown out yeah it's one of those mm-hmm. movies where you kind of have to like watch it a few times so you make sure that you get yes. the essence of what he's trying to say yeah um yeah I'm trying to think if there's anything no I really don't think I have anything bad to say I, mean, I think it's just very timely with everything yeah. that's going on mm-hmm. um but I mean Spike Lee has always been doing stuff like this so yeah, yeah. no yeah I mean I just really <laughs> enjoyed it yeah. I really, really yeah. did. I thought it was an amazing movie. I hope it gets all the, all the, all the awards, all the things. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it took me on a roller coaster, which I, I like movies like that. Yes, it did. That child. take me all around the world, up and down, through, and mm-hmm. through, side to side, diagonal. <laughs> take me on a journey, child. I'm ready to go. Let's go. I got my bags packed. I'm ready. So, um, I love movies that take me on a journey, and this movie definitely took us on a journey. The only thing I didn't understand maybe i just wasn't smart enough to figure out Mm -hmm. was why in the flashbacks with chadwick with storm and norman Mm -hmm. they were all old too yeah but then at the end he showed the picture of them with storm and norman as young soldiers so which was (laughs) like they did the
1: cgi like young effect look and i was like
2: uh, they still look old to me, but it was it, it, so it weird. Was yeah. Supposed to be like them, them, how they was how they were when they were with Storm and Norman. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing there's a reason for that. If y'all yeah. know a reason, let me know because yeah, I always wonder like, why they old? But then at the end he showed the picture of them young with him. So I'm like, there must be a reason, like some type of symbolic type yeah. of going on as to mm-hmm. why they were old and mm-hmm. all the flashback scenes, but um I enjoyed all the flashback scenes too. Yeah. Anytime I can look at Chadwick, I'm like, yes, yes. I don't know what you're thinking about. <laughs> sure. I... sure. Okay, I'm with it. Okay. Um, That's yeah. great. Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought the story was great. The themes were good, very mm-hmm. irrelevant, not irrelevant, but very relevant themes that we got going on. And um, yeah, very much a spiky joint. Yeah, for real yeah i think
1: i agree with you i really like the um overall story i was definitely like it was one of those things like uh, i sometimes watch movies while playing candy crush on my phone because (laughs) you know i need to distract myself at all times this movie i had to put the phone like i was just like i can't do both and keep up like i have to pick one or the other and it's the movie period so
2: it would be on my phone too but I was like phone was on the floor it was like I was
1: like okay I gotta pay attention so that was really good about you know that tells that says a lot about the storytelling I also think that um going back to what you said I thought it was a very interesting choice that Spike did not use younger actors to portray the the men and I don't know why he did that I was I kind of accepted it I was like huh Okay, I'll I'll
2: accept it. There's nothing I can do about it.
1: (laughs) I'll accept it. Um, But when you talked about it, I was thinking maybe, and this is just a theory, just straight up freestyling off the dome. But I was thinking (laughs) of maybe like, because I, and the only people who can talk about this are people who are war veterans, but there was a (laughs) sense that they never really left, right? Almost as if they grew up still at war right and the only person who was in that age or at the age that he passed was the person who passed at that at that age so my yeah. I'm, I'm thinking one you know think peace theory i'm sure the root has somebody writing about it i don't know <laughs> but is that you know there's this sense of like it never leaves them they never leave there and so even mm-hmm. though they're somewhere else they're still you know especially with that pts it's still sort of a part of them and and um, you know, there's nothing you can do to kind of get away from, it's like, once you've done it, you can't go back, you know what I mean? It's like, you can't go back and just undo it and not be there. It's always sort of, um, a part of you in a sense It's my theory might not make sense. Um, but no, it makes sense. Yeah. So it just seems like, and even in, um, the actor Delroy, who played Paul, Paul felt it felt like Paul was there the whole time. Like he, like he was, just never went home. Yeah. He never, there was never rest or peace or resolve from that. He was always there. Um, and I'm not surprised with all of the trauma that they experienced.
2: Um, oh, man. I was... just thought about that scene hmm. when they revealed that Paul was actually the one who killed Storm and Norman. And mm. oh, my God. That guilt. <laughs> This scene where he was like i'll forgive you girl like, oh jesus yeah it was just a very like black brotherhood type of love they don't like you know they don't like to show black men showing each other love mm-hmm. and hugging each other and all that stuff that was beautiful
1: it was and it was oh, very cathartic it was actually yeah. very satisfying to see him get that sort of um release from that guilt um yeah. So yeah, that was a great scene. Unfortunately, the next scene was him digging his own grave. I was like, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. they called him. Goddamn. So <laughs> yeah, they they got to him. And that scene, I was like, whoo. It was one thing about this movie was like it did not shy away from the goriness of war, the blood and guts, the, yeah. blood and guts, the sheer pain, um, which I hate that shit, but like, I was like, but this is true to what, it wouldn't be, I wouldn't, I can't think of an artistic way to show that kind of pain without showing it and doing it with honor. You know what I mean? Like, it kind of, it it feels like it would do a disservice to that pain to watch. And going back to what you were saying, the clips, right? The clips in the very beginning and that montage of setting up the Vietnam War and, you know, America's involvement. I mean, that to me was the hardest, hard, hard, hardest thing to watch. Cause it was just scenes of, you know, some people lighting themselves on fire, some people just straight up getting shot in the head. Some people, the you know, kids. The fam- like there are famous images of yeah, the kids with the or, I think they drop orange uh agent down and kids running naked. There's a, a famous scene of a little girl running just naked and just the the horrific scene of what happened, just it was it was a it was a punch to the gut and a reminder of, unfortunately, history um, continuing I don't know, to repeat itself in a, in a way. Ugh. The horrors of humanity and what, the, yeah, you know, what we do to one another and how what we have, you know, our soldiers do to protect us and what that really means. You know, it's cute to be like, oh, I'm going to, you know proud to be an American and I know I'm free like that shit okay but real talk like <laughs> they're really out here like sacrificing yeah. and putting through trauma which then made the 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 sort of the juxtaposition of you know I'm I'm enduring all of this trauma and I'm a black man and I can't mm-hmm. even I can't even vote without trying to be oppressed. Like, what are we talking about? Like, I can't, you know
2: what I mean? Like I can't get shit. Y'all don't do shit for me. Y'all still hate my ass. And I over here almost died for y'all. Yeah. She like, what are we, what are we doing?
1: You know? And of course this is what was portrayed in the, in the movie. Not, I'm sure not all, you know, not all soldiers, not all people, you know, believe that. And I actually think they did a great job of showing the range of characters. Like you said, Paul's main character, he was like, "Yeah, I voted for Trump." <laughs> yeah,
2: I truly. And what
1: about it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, wore a, a wore a MAGA hat throughout the whole thing, y'all. Check it out. I was like, "Damn!" Um, and it kind of came this um, this this um symbol because there was once once uh there was a moment where one of the bad guys wears the hat i think it's that french white guy and so you know mm. unfortunately you know that paul has passed and that's kind of a signal to them because this french guy hates trump he's like fuck him but he's wearing this you know uh trump for america hat maga hat make america greater whatever fuck them so he's wearing that hat and that is a symbol. To the rest of the group, because he catches up with the group later on. That you know their friend has passed. You know, but yep, yeah, yeah, but they still psh, they still go out like, geez, doll. I tell mm-hmm. you that. Um, what did you think, or what did you think? What was the theme? Um, and how did you feel about it? But I might be wrong. I'm, maybe there wasn't a, really a theme.
0: Um,
2: there were so many themes. To me, True. I think. Um, a big part of the theme was. Our um, Black soldiers in war yeah. and kind of their experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's never been a movie I feel like that has really touched on Black people who go to war. All these war movies, we talk about white folks. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I mean, um, that doesn't sound good. I mean, <laughs> you get know what I'm saying? Like, I, I mean... want to hear, I want to hear about our experience as well because there was, I don't know who said this. I think it was Chadwick's character. He's like, why is there a population of 11 black folks <clears throat> in america mm-hmm. but here in vietnam in the war we have 32 percent black people fighting this war mm-hmm. um yeah. so i mean those are probably the statistics for back then or it's probably a made-up statistic i don't know but i'm pretty like from what i know about history that is true like mm-hmm. black people fighting these wars at alarming numbers um yeah but yet our, our experience of it is really looked over and I feel like it's been looked over for a minute. So I am, um, glad that one of the themes in this movie was kind of highlighting the black soldiers experience in the war, because it is very different. I mean, yep. I'm sure they got treated like shit while they were fucking fighting I mean, by their white compadres, yeah. you know? Right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they were like segregated. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that was a very poignant theme and something that I feel like I'm glad he opened up mm-hmm. about and obviously it was about black folks our experience in America as well. Yes. Um the themes about the Vietnam War. I don't know much about the Vietnam War um because it's just all I know is that it was a very heinous, a very heinous time for mm-hmm. America. But I think all of America's history is very heinous, to be honest. But well, um, that's a word. It's, it's a piece, a piece of the pie. Oh, um, so, I liked that. I learned a little bit more about the war, and they touched on themes about that as well., yeah. and just kind of like what the fuck war does to people and how it can affect both sides. Yeah, and like what's the end result? Mm-hmm. We still getting treated like shit, you know what I'm right. saying? So right. and shit is still not right in the world, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I thought, and there's probably, like, I'm going to watch it probably, like, once I have time, because the shit is long. So long. I'm going to watch it a few more times to see what other themes I can pick up on, but I think he did an amazing job portraying the main things that I feel like he was trying to portray, which right is up. Black folks in war, Vietnam War itself, yes. and um, kind of the effects of all of that,
0: mm-hmm. of how,
2: like, we... We fight for this country that fucking hates us at the mm. end of fucking day. So, yeah. facts. I mean, mm. that's just facts, no printer. It's a sad truth, and that's something that I have been talking about for a long time, being coming from a military family mm. where my dad was in the military for a long time, all my uncles in the military. Like, it's something that I just noticed, and mm. it's just disgusting to me. Um. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that he was able to kind of bring that conversation to light.
1: That's really dope.
2: Yeah, no, I loved,
1: I mean, I think you hit it on the, the head in terms of most of the themes. The one thing I I think I can even add is I really love the idea of a, uh, I don't want to say redemption, but like the financial redemption, right? Or I will say reparations, if you will. Um, The idea that we're taking this money and I believe the gold, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but that gold was the US government paying people in Vietnam to do stuff for the war. And the idea that these black soldiers were like,
2: no, <laughs> like,
1: actually, that's mine.
2: <laughs> yeah, because we were down here fucking fighting for y'all. Like, that's a freak. <laughs> that's that's ours so we're gonna take this we're gonna bury
1: this we're gonna tell them that it's gone forever fine whoop-de-woo um yeah it's ours because it is thank you and so (laughs) truly and so I I, I think for me like the, the theme of like real justice right and how it's and and when they went back for the money. And a spoiler alert, you know, after a battle, lost a couple of the members who didn't make it. They still were able to get the money, which is yeah. amazing. Ending, they were able to get the money. Lost a couple people along the way, and they used that money for several organizations to fight back against the oppression and against war. Um, which I thought was like, oh, okay, interesting. And an interesting reflection on what's happening now, right? And also like a real, like real justice, right? Like real, like, no, 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 no. We're going to take what's ours and we're going to redistribute this where it should go, where it it belongs, right? Exactly, in
2: our community.
1: That part. So that to me was, stood out for me because I'm very much, I I feel as I'm going through my own personal thing with forgiveness and it'll feel like a rant, but like the idea that for me, it's very hard to forgive because a lot of times for you're forgiving with no justice, right? Mm You are constantly, you know, letting things go, which is healthy. You should forgive. Don't be like me world. Where you're holding on grudges and you just wishing death upon your enemies all the time. Do not do that. (laughs) Um, but the the hard part about forgiveness a lot of times is that it doesn't come with justice right someone's wronged you in a way and you're letting it go but that the thing isn't made right and i think through history (laughs) minority people particularly black people have continuously had to do that this continuous thanks forgiveness without justice this forgiveness without just and after a while he gets tired of that <laughs> it's like it's just facts and so i think for me there was something gratifying to see that they were able to me get justice in a way and and honestly not forgive and say you know that's fucked up we're taking this money and in the end we're gonna get it in fact we're going back to get it (laughs) Mm -hmm. period and you're not gonna stop
2: us (laughs) like it is like its own version of reparations
1: right so I really 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 enjoyed that that part I liked the ending and it was still realistic because not everybody made it right it's not like everybody was just like You know, uh, we it was, it was, it was the hard truth. You know what I mean? That some people do not make it out alive (laughs) in, in when it comes to war straight up, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah, so that was my, I love the theme of like reparations and redemption and uh, recovery and you know what I mean? Like justice, like there was something there. It was satisfying to, to see that, um, in this. Yeah. Um, so Yeah. No, yeah, thank you. Um. So, yes, with that, I have not written anything else down. What else, if I'm missing anything, should we review
2: um, this movie? Yeah, can, we talked about character. You talked about story, themes. Mm-hmm. Ooh, let's talk about music. Can we Ooh! talk about that acapella Marvin Gaye, What's Going On performance? Girl, go off. I said, oh, oh. Yes. yes I have never, I I've think never that heard be- that. It was great. I think that was the original. They just took out the music, but like the the beat in the background. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. It I'm was. like, I did not know that I needed to hear that song without the music until I heard mm-hmm. it, and I said, "Listen, I need <laughs> that on my iTunes right now." Okay, yeah. I'm look. I'm gonna look for it after this call. Like, I need that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, just that everything. Great. Uh, everything. Like, the the just- person
1: who did the music was Terrence uh, Blanchard. Blanchard. I need to give
2: him a sound handshake. He deserves yep. a handshake for that. Music was great. It really kind of tied everything together. Like, I don't think people realize how important music is in films. And with this film, perfect. Yeah. Just perfect. Like, and I think Spike Lee, he's always done, like, well with his score and composition and musical composition with his mm-hmm. shit. So, yeah, I was just like, Yes. Hit it on the nail again, man. Yeah. Just quit it.
1: (laughs) I love, yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. 100% agree. There was something beautifully eerie about that song without Mm. the background music. Especially, I don't know if if I'm remembering it correctly, but there was a scene where, um, oh Lord, uh, Paul was walking by himself.
2: Mm-hmm. in
1: and and it just that song felt so scary <laughs> in a way what it was supposed to be uplifting and like but it really highlighted like his isolation you know what I mean how isolated he was from the group and yeah I think that was an excellent smart choice because it yes. also because that song is so iconic when there mm-hmm. wasn't anything underneath it I paid more attention I was like whoa wait a minute what is yes. this like is this whoa so it was yeah 110 percent. that is big facts on facts
2: well i actually just looked it up and marvin mm-hmm. Gaye wrote that song around the time that his brother frankie actually returned from the vietnam war and he noticed that his brother had completely changed from the mm-hmm. war so he put himself in his brother's shoes and wrote this song
1: wow that sounds um, iconic like
2: it's an yeah. iconic song. Iconic. So shout out to Spike Lee for just being so fucking smart. He's yeah, like, that was great. I put this fucking song in here, take the music out, and like buck <laughs> in a movie about the Vietnam War, yeah. For a song that was made off of the Vietnam War. Like, wow. Just yeah Mind blown, you yeah. cease to amaze me, fucking mm. Spike Lee and Terrence. <laughs> And Terrence uh, Blanchard, mm-hmm. um, you guys did that like yeah, music. That was great, is so and the music definitely like elevated this already elevated film. So yeah, great. Um, completely we agree. Talk we talked about yeah. I mean, I think overall, just so I, I, everybody needs to see it. Yeah, Not it's good folks. Everybody needs to yeah. take a second and watch this because. I think it's just such an important film. Like I said, I love how they tied it back to the current day Black Lives Matter movement. Um, That was very, very cool. And I love that in the scene where they took Eddie's chair and put it to Black Lives Matter, he announced Mm. it in the meeting. All you saw was Black folks in there, which is something I love to see because um, I think nowadays we're seeing a lot of, a lot of the times, it's not Black folks kind of leading our protests and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And you're seeing, you know, these white people are the ones who are spray painting the buildings and fucking shit up in the names of Black Lives Matter. So it's just um, nice to see us, nothing but us in the room, fighting for us um, yeah. because nobody got it back like us. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool that they kind of put that in. and they started swag surf.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Very. I mean, you can't be can't. at a Black gathering without a swag surf. I mean, truly.
2: I said, you know what? Y'all just blackity black, huh? Y'all just gonna be blackity blackity fuck today. Tell me some swag surfing. And I said, okay. (laughs) That's that's enough. Uh, I said enough. (laughs) I'm like, that's enough. I'm gonna be swag surfing. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm going to so I just love how Spike Lee just never, he's just like, nigga, I'm a nigga, I'm black, and guess the fuck what? You're gonna get this black art today. Mm-hmm. And he just never, throughout his entire career, has never shied away from that. He doesn't no. try to water it down, doesn't try to assimilate, and I love it. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. And he got another one here on his hands. I don't That's know if a- they can put Netflix movies in the running for like all the awards and shit. Oh, yeah. I don't know how they can? Yeah. Okay. Alright, yeah. well, coins. Coins, awards. Stop playing with my end. That's yep. all I gotta say.
1: I believe even, um, uh, what was it? The first time when Netl- Netflix put out, what was that show? House of Cards. It was a big deal at the Emmys because it was the first time a streaming service. Oh, like,
2: I forgot about that shit. Yeah,
1: had so many, like, awards and stuff. So, yeah. And I think um other Netflix shows have been nominated for Emmys and, um, I don't know about Oscars. I want to say the one with, um, that long ass movie with Al Pacino and like,
2: oh, with all the fucking mafia white men. Yeah, Robert I think Niro that was and fucking yeah Joe Pesci. Oh, right. them niggas. I
1: think that was nominated for like an Oscar.
2: I'm sure they love a good fucking mafia movie with them niggas. Them same three. <laughs> like, how many times have we seen this movie?
1: <laughs> else, please. I've seen Scarf. I've already seen Scarf. I've seen The Godfather. I've seen it. It's fine.
2: Fucking uh, good fella. Seen it all. Seen it.
1: <laughs> good on it
2: um yeah, okay. yeah. so
1: yeah they they That's definitely you. and yeah i agree with you i think it was very well done um i love that spike lee style still was in there it felt even more refined it didn't feel like everyone was just floating all the fucking time but it was like oh okay i see you spike like you know there are his signature things where it's like the montages of the historical um pieces and that the sort of uh, conveyor belt where people are just moving and the background is moving with them, but they're clearly sitting on something.
2: Um, oh yeah.
1: So he did that. And I was like, I see you spike. Okay. It's clearly a spike. We joint. All right. Look at you with your
2: cinematography. I
1: see you, sir. I see you. Um, so yeah, it was beautiful. It was beautiful to see that. Um, It was beautiful to see, you know, these older black men kind of take the leading roles, which I loved. Um, yeah. They were the leading men, you know, together mm-hmm. in their brotherhood. Um, they were very old and very black. I love that. There was no, <laughs> there was no confusion, you know.
2: There was no, yeah. there was. Truly I there. love, I love. Truly, it. when I tell you I love watching old black men together, <laughs> I would just watch the show oh. about old black men together Good. and then talk like, Look at you. I'm down. <laughs> I love it. The
1: foolishness is great. Um, <laughs> It's so wonderful. Um, I do love the, you know, black soldier perspective and I'm sure there's hopefully more to come and, you know, more stories like that beyond just Tuskegee, um, Airmen. Right. A great story. I don't wanna, you know, but you know, there's
2: more. Y'all know there's more to it than that. Like, <laughs> there's, there's so much That's more. all they wanna give us is that. <laughs> uh, Red tails yeah. and stuff. Okay. <laughs> and I didn't see Red Tails because mm-hmm. um, that was about the black Tus- Tuskegee Airmen, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I felt like even that was very, like, a watered-down version yep. of it. A very, yep. like, here, there's very much, like, White's giving us, let me get, y'all can hear half this, damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking like, that's just kind of what it felt like. It felt yep. very watered-down and not very yep. true to their experience. Yeah. I mean, I didn't see it, but from what I heard and from mm. rumblings... Yeah. Uh, I
1: saw it. I need to rewatch it in order to have a better understanding of it. It felt very Disney. I will say that from what I remember. So That's
2: what I th- there, there you go. That's the word. It um, felt very like ooh like let's not get know. too
1: gory even though it's war, but sure. Um so yeah, I appreciate the candidness of the experience of the of the characters, even though you know I'm very I'm such a baby when it comes to that shit. But um, I appreciate the realness. Um, yeah. It definitely made me feel something, and that's the the goal for most movies. If you don't walk away feeling something, good or bad, you're not mm-hmm. doing your job as you know a director, writer, you know screenwriter. And I definitely walked away, you know, feeling all the things and a new perspective of how the sort of trauma that, you know, these men, a generation of men, um, who've gone to fight have endured, continue to endure. Um, and now a a, a kind of a, a glimpse of a little glimpse of what a new generation, we're still in war in Afghanistan. You know, I think a lot of people forget that, you know, we're still at war. So there's a whole generation of these soldiers, um, who are fighting and who are, who are retaining a lot of this trauma. Um, and their stories need to be told, and we need to, you know, first of all, give them their their things, right? Things like, yeah. you know, proper access to health care, services like that. And I'm sure there's a whole bunch of services that, you know, I'm not aware of that, you know, the our veterans have benefits to and advantages of. But, you know, it don't seem like it's enough.
2: I don't know. Oh, it's not. <laughs> it does not seem like that is not correct or enough so
1: you know with that it, it definitely opened up my eyes I'm not you know I'm not a military person I've always respected you know those who who served but it's a different thing when you it's a different thing when you're the family member of and then a different thing when you're doing it it's always different when you do it so um yeah I appreciated that and yeah I appreciated that um you know, the five bloods is up, it's at the top of that Netflix bar now, since they gave us the numbers and the countdown, it's been up there for a while. So it's well worth it. Um, Don't, yeah, go ahead, take that time out and really watch it and, you know, see it from, you know, Spike Lee's perspective and how it's been, how it's been worked, well done. So I think, I think it's been well well done and definitely flowers to the uh, main actors who really, really turned it out. And, you know, showed these hollywood hoes that you know they still got it period (laughs) period (laughs) okay so they professional actors okay so Mm -hmm. they out here so yeah it was well done i say go watch it um yeah go watch it enjoy it it's it's well worth it it's well worth it
2: yes take it all in make sure you're actually listening to what's being told yep Very important stuff going on. Um, Very important lessons and themes being portrayed. If you got to watch it a few times, do that. Um, And put the phone down while you're watching it too. Because it's one of those Mm -hmm. movies where at this point, it's really important. And it definitely needs to be watched by everybody. Mm -hmm. So yeah, totes agree. Definitely watch it, guys. I don't think we've ever gave a glowing review of anything so far. Max. So yeah. this is the first, guys. So it's it's Max. definitely a must watch by all races.
1: Yeah. Everyone needs all
2: races. Okay.
1: <laughs> Eerie, <poo>. Period,
2: Period. <laughs> yeah, I'm like so over. I mean, I don't watch war movies anyway, but I'm so overseeing yeah. the war movies with a sprinkle of a nigga in there. You got one black guy. It's yes, like, so come one. on now. The whole <laughs> battalion? Okay. All right, yeah. Okay. Over All right. It. So <laughs> it's very much refreshing to see. Mm-hmm. So yeah, guys, please get on the Netflix. It's very easy. You just yes. click on it, and it's gonna be right there because it's in the top. So get on that, man. hmm
1: It's worth it. Yep. And Ocean. with with that, if I can't think of anything else. We're done with this episode.
2: We are. Oh
1: He is. But don't worry, we'll be back. We'll be back next week with another episode. Uh, Mm -hmm. Again, check us out on Tinseltown Tea on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, Definitely posting up uh, resources, posting up, you know, some, uh, Corey did a great job of posting uh, potential job opportunities, some potential resources to like get into these Zoom meetings the WGA is doing. We both signed Mm -hmm. up for one next week. Uh, by the time you hear it, it will already pass. But continue to just stay on our um our social medias to get um informed and get information. Um and yeah, and continue to celebrate um black shit. Continue to create, continue to write. Don't stop writing, guys, keep writing. Yeah. We can do this. Yeah. Um yeah, and let's um, you know, as we continue to create, it's a form of resistance. So keep doing the things mm-hmm that energy up especially with what we're dealing with um brianna taylor's killers still still not prosecuted
2: still on the loose
1: um you know and unfortunately because Mm -hmm. this is america you know those names will continue to get longer and they have since we've we've talked so
2: yeah
1: um, yeah stay focused uh stay woke i believe i know i hate that term but honestly Keep that third eye open all the eyes open
2: Stay um, conscious
1: yeah yeah open and conscious and let's continue to support any way you can if you're out in the streets protesting if you are donating monthly to um black lives matter or any of the organizations doing the work if you are connecting with organized organizations on the ground doing the work yourself volunteering the time whatever all of it counts and um yes. yeah Thank you all for everything that you do, and all, uh, particularly the people on the front lines. Period, like people who are putting period. literally putting their lives at risk to fight oppression and, and white supremacy in this nation. So um, shout out to them. Um, yeah, and that's all. Do you have anything to add, Miss Corey?
2: Nope. That you yeah, hit it on the head. Um, head. What's it, what the damn term is? <laughs> the, uh, no, you hit it on the You hit it damn on the something. Stum- <laughs> What is, it, is it on the head or on the head?
1: No, no, I think you hit it on the head, which is like the head of Got it. So
2: something got you. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You did that. <laughs> Things you did bad. <laughs> so, yeah, guys. Yeah. Everything you just said, I agree with. Let's continue to just fight the good fight. Let's continue to make movies like this one, okay. Divide Bloods. um because um, I I was very inspired by. It. I was like, if I can make anything close to something oh like this God, in my yeah. career, a bitch would be happy. Okay, amen. So yeah, let's let's use this as inspo. Let's let's put out meaningful work that teaches, inspires, educates, all that. Yes. So let's do it, guys. We can do it. We yeah. got the power. So yeah, that's it. Follow us on the gram at Tinseltown Tea. We're now popping a little, little piece on Facebook yeah. at Tinseltown Tea, on Twitter at Tinseltown Tea. And uh, thanks for subscribing. Tell all your little friends, leave yeah. great reviews, all that. And uh, we'll see y'all next time. Bye guys. See you next time. Bye. Yeah.
0: Our team at Period Network would really appreciate it if you could support this company during a time when so many businesses are struggling. This episode is brought to you by Stephen Arcos Yoga. Stephen teaches yoga all around LA and is currently hosting pay-what-you-can yoga classes via Zoom every single day. Classes are accessible for everybody, no matter what level your yoga practice is at. What's special about Steven is that he cares about the journey of each student. It's amazing working with him and seeing your own improvement from class to class. It's a great way to stretch out those muscles and connect with yourself and your community. Go follow Steven Arcos Yoga on Instagram for the Zoom links to his class. That's at Stephen with a A V-A-R-C-O-S Yoga.